It's Monday. It's morning. And it's macabre. Welcome to another episode of Monday Morning Macabre on a Tuesday, because life is hard, baby. Life on a Wednesday. My son has roseola, which is a full body rash. Son has a box set of Rosie O'Donnell yeah. stand-up. He's got Rosie O'Donnell syndrome, so he's got a full body rash and also a sitcom. Um, and <laughs> he's been uh, nonstop crying and uh, didn't didn't really sleep at all. Uh, so running on fumes in the Dar's house, but we gotta get you your tent. <laughs> it's a contractual obligation that if we don't get it by at least twenty four hours after. Uh, Monday midnight. Uh, I'm shot in the head. <laughs> okay. Well, Dars, it may make you happier to hear that I found Rosie O'Donnell a heartfelt stand-up for Ooh. only eighteen sixty-four on DVD. One thousand eight hundred and sixty-four dollars is a snag, dude. A snag and a half. Snaggies, daddy. Consider that a snag. Excuse me, I'm trying to get snagged. Oh, is this the snag store? Is this the snag police? They come to you and your bed. So yeah, that is why today's episode is coming out a day late. Dude, he's got no hat, all cattle, and a dollar short. A speak. Uh, if you don't understand that reference, join the Patreon. Yeah, so if you're a Patreon member, <laughs> go listen to the latest Patreon episode. Yeah, you got a fucking bonus episode. You got a bony oni. Whoa. Uh-oh. So this, oh, whoa. Sorry, that reminded me of that song. Whoop. Everything reminds me of monitor is black. Can you hear That's, me? Ooh, I can. And we're back. And we're back. That's how we solve technical issues. Today, I'm going to be presenting scones with a little spooky boogie woogie woogie. Woogie um, And, <laughs> you know... It's times like these we learn to love again. Rest in peace. Rest in pe- I think everyone by now has probably seen that video, but it's pretty dope. Of Taylor Hawkins' son just ripping. Yeah. Yeah, ripping, gripping, slapping it, the... It happened uh, surprisingly soon, I thought. I thought, like, it felt like his dad died very recently for to ask... Or I guess maybe the kid wanted to you do think, it. To I was going to say, like, you, think that, you think like afterwards, like Dave Grohl was like, bro, too soon. I think, well, I'm surprised even like Dave Grohl can get on stage without like being a mess. Oh, that's true. Okay. You're just saying in general, being able to continue there. Well, yes. I feel like, wasn't it like a year ago that it happened? Taylor Hawkins? No. Oh, what? I think was it was, it? dude. I think it was, a, I think it was longer than you think do it I was. Do I relive Taylor Hawkins' death <laughs> every day? I, are you thinking of the Sadie Hawkins dance? Yeah, because that is dead, dude. Were you? <laughs> when was the last time you heard about a Sadie Hawkins? Uh, I don't know. I never had one growing up. Me neither. I. So I guess they are dead. <laughs> I guess we've proved it. <laughs> I, you never. You know when you're talking about something and you're trying to write down something else, and you and you type in like Sadie Hawkins. I death. just typed in Taylor Hawkins dance instead of death. <laughs> no, March twenty fifth. No. Oh. Okay, so like half a year ago. I remember it because I listened to like the whole uh, Coheed and Cambria album that he was a drummer for. Oh, I didn't realize he was a drummer for Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, the, the good was album. It the, was it the album that had uh, the, that song that I know? <laughs> yes, it definitely was. Okay. It's Coheed and Cambria 4, like the good Apollo, um, like Burning Star or something or other. 
Well, the one that was used in the trailer of the movies uh, with the like sack boy. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? What was that? It's called that Nine. It was a Tim Burton. Nine. Uh, yes. uh, it wasn't stop animation. It was um, computer animation. Yeah. But yes, Nine. that's exactly what it was. Okay. You're thinking of the song Welcome Home. Welcome Home. Thank you. So um, if you guys need any Coheed and Cambria and you want a full <laughs> podcast on Coheed and Cambria, let me know. Let us know. We'll, uh, I don't think we'll anyone's ever it. asked for that, but there must be one out there. If you guys want a nine film review and Coheed and Cambria welcome home discussion, just let us know. We're happy to do it. Uh, there um, has to be one. The Armory score, I think, is a Coheed and Cambria podcast. There's a Coheed and Cambria podcast. I don't understand yes, podcasts about bands. What do they do? Just like talk about every song and be like, this song rips, bro. Yeah, it's like, like are you talking R-E-M, R-E-Me? Okay, I guess, but that one has a little bit of a twist. The Armory Score is a weekly podcast where your hosts, Jackson and Molly, take you on a journey through the ridiculous discography of Coheed and Cambria, going track by track. So it has an end point if the band is like retired or dead or whatever. So right. There, it, and it's honestly, what's the difference these days? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's, that's, uh, that's a great lead-in to our oh, I topic so. today. It's not. Really? uh but yeah i hope this is a coheed uh, and cambria themed like <laughs> yeah all that's interesting wrote an article called coheed and cambria let's talk coheed about and it. cambria is actually four cryptids that learned how to play instruments <laughs> um so scones today i'm going to be talking about a vampire <gasps> from poland in the 17th century who was just dug up like a week ago. Hell yeah, dude. Did he have a screen door in his summary? Well, it's a female, and it wasn't a vampire at all. It was a woman who didn't fit in. <laughs> Aren't I named the difference? Let's talk about it. Band. Band. Slick your hair back. And let those dillies fly. I think I like this little catchphrase we've stumbled into. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I'm gonna get it tattooed on my uh, right above my bare naked ladies tattoo. Hell yeah! And you dude. can guess where that is. Yes, go ahead. Write in the comments. Yeah. Like subscribe. <laughs> um. So all this interesting on September seventh. Yes. Dropped an dropped an arty. Ooh, dropping arties. Called Vampire Grave shows 17th century fear of women who quote didn't fit in. <laughs> This is by Adila <laughs> Suleiman. It is very funny how like women who are maybe like a bit off or like remotely yeah. independent. Zoe pretty, Deschanel would be in the ground. Pretty like 1950 were just accused of being any monster. <laughs> like, yeah. If you weren't like fit into the exact societal norms dictated by white men. <laughs> what do you mean she's literate? <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a mummy. Sounds like witchcraft. <laughs> Sounds like she's got incantations. So, yeah. So and boy, is, um, have we moved away from the old ways. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, this is by Adila Suleiman. And it That's begins. a sick fucking name. It is a sweet name. Um, a sharp sickle was placed across her neck, 
ready to decapitate her should she jolt awake after death. That is how you kill yeah. vampires. That's one of the ways. It's, so. it's, one, it's a pretty dope like thought process, and Coheed and Cambria should use that as the next album cover. But Sometimes uh, I feel like I'm a vampire, Dars. Honestly? Talk to me about it. So I burn in the sun. Speak your truth. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. When you stab me through the heart or cut off my head, I die. <laughs> oh, my God. This is, it's quickly adding up. Yeah. it's If it looks like a duck and it talks like a duck. <laughs> it's probably a okay. fucking duck, dude. Probably a duck. Duck the goose, baby. That that is my favorite part of some monsters. Is like their weaknesses are just <laughs> their weaknesses just getting fucking murdered. Yeah, like you shoot it with a silver bullet. Like yeah, that would kill anything. <laughs> yeah, that would be, be that would kill most things. Yeah, just drive a stake through its heart and cut its head off. It's like yeah, well, unless you're dealing with the blob, I guess. I don't know. Ooh, impervious to decapitation. Interior crocodile alligator. Alligator. Almost lost it. Um, so a sharp sickle was placed around her neck, ready to decapitate her should she jolt awake after death, and a padlock was put around her big toe. That's what scientists found. They excavated the corpse of a woman they believed was suspected of being a vampire in 17th century Poland. Until you prove me wrong in the rest of this uh, article. Just accessory. I, plan- I assume she's a vampire as well. Okay. Prove me wrong. Uh, the unnamed woman red vampire of your scones yes thought to be young and of a high social class given that she was buried in a silk scarf was probably accused of being supernatural because she stood out experts said so don't stand out everybody fit in please do not a large protruding tooth may have provided some clues a professor from poland's nicholas copernicus university in torin said burials involving a sickle are extremely unusual isn't that one of like, the schools of witchcraft and wizardry? What did you just say? <laughs> Talk about Nicholas Copernicus University. In <laughs> yeah, that's a secondary yeah. school for wizards and witches. <laughs> that's the community college down the road from Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Copernicus University. <laughs> uh, archaeologists from the university made the discovery in the southern village of Pien. P-I-E-N? Pien? Oh, I've Pien. I've been Pien. Pien in the Eastern European nation last month and published their findings this week. Quote, Ways to protect against the return of the dead include cutting off the head or legs, placing the deceased face down to bite into the ground, burning them, and smashing them with a stone. It's called Darius rules Pol- if this is what you're learning. <laughs> Darius Polinski said, who led the research team. Instead, in this case, a sharp scythe is not laid flat, but placed on the neck in such a way that if the deceased had tried to get up, most likely, the head would have been cut off or injured. Bada bing, bada boom. I like how they're like, yeah, vampires. You know, when they wake up out of their coffins, they immediately go into the right angle sitting pose. They also have to go so fucking fast to clean up, like yeah, right. cleanly cut off the head. The woman's exhumed remains are now being studied by Polinsky's team. Polinsky, get in there. Get in there, Polinsky. Polinsky. <laughs> Her burial reveals paranoia and fear around vampires and the gender politics at the time. Stacey Abbott, author of, quote, Undead Apocalypse, Vampires and Zombies in the 21st Century, told the Washington Post on Wednesday. Charges of being vampires were often made against people who, quote, didn't fit in. Anxiety about vampires came from people being different, as was (laughs) often the case in witchcraft accusations. Yep. Still true to this day. If you know a woman in your town... That has a strange or quirky hobby. She's probably a lake monster. Yeah. 
<laughs> Probably. Do you live near a lake? If not, could be a snow monster. Ooh. You know, a yeti. Also, yeah, she's a yeti, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Fucking yetis, wo- man. I grew up in a trailer park with oh, a bunch no, of yetis. Dude. <laughs> oh no. He's returned from the dead. The sickle didn't work. The woman may have been singled out for her gender, a physical deformity, or any other social anomaly considered immoral, Abbott said. As people sought a, quote, supernatural explanation for for those they perceived as outcasts. It is not unusual for vampiric graves to be found on roadsides or crossroads, said Bethan Briggs Miller, a British folklorist and paranormal historian. That's one person? Yep. Bethan Briggs Miller. That sounds like a company. It does. Yeah, like a like a law office yeah. of Bethan Briggs Miller. <laughs> uh, this is because the deceased were not permitted to be buried close to others or in consecrated grounds in cemeteries. The suspected individuals would often be buried with chains or multiple stakes driven through their bodies. What what happens if they're buried in the consecrated grounds? Well, then they like. I would know, think that the, would be like the place they have no power, right? I think it's like first class ticket to heaven, and they're trying to dry, ride in like you know. Um, they're trying to kick them norm- back to the to the yeah to the back to of the, the plane. Normal, normal people plane section that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> wow, you're so elitist uh, now. So, yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> I'm such a one percenter that I can't remember the name of Darcy what normal people fly on. Claps and stands up as soon as the plane lands. <laughs> I cheer. As soon as we take yeah. off and throughout the entire flight, just I, I can't stop. I, I just scream uh, whenever there's turbulence. <laughs> yeah, we got together. We make a great duo. <laughs> on a plane. Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. <laughs> um. So the suspected individuals would often be buried with chains or multiple stakes driven through their bodies. Others found in such graves may have died by suicide. The fear was that they could quote have wandered the earth and risen from the grave. She said. Women were, quote, very susceptible to retaliation for any kind of accusation or anomaly, from refusing to marry, having a miscarriage, or even not menstruating, said Briggs Miller, co-host of the Eerie Essex podcast. Real tough, because they don't have control over any of those things. Yeah, not great. Not great. Not great. Oh, not great. It's not great. It's not great, dearie. It's not. Oh, it's me, Theo Vaughn. Hey, uh, <laughs> okay. It's me and this one guy. <laughs> so her clothes indicate a high social status proves that such accusations of vampirism affected women from all stations. It was, quote, all part of this demonizing of women that took place for a long time. That sentence almost makes it sound like it stopped. <laughs> yeah. Which, not We're true. We're keeping it alive, baby. <laughs> well... <laughs> If you stood out in any way, name one similar... woman on this podcast. <laughs> oh no, Twitter, no, Twitter. Shout out. If you stood out, in, if you stood out in any way, similar to the witch trials, to be slightly different, different created the same sort of hysteria. She continued, "It would have been a case of accuse first, otherwise you'd be accused yourself." That's the classic. Yeah, you gotta accuse first. You gotta jump out in front of it. That's how I play Among Us. Yep. You gotta <laughs> jump out and just start accusing wildly. Yeah, you gotta. That's how you get. I remember uh, I was the lead in the seventh grade. I was a lead in the seventh grade play of the Crucible at my middle school, and I played Thomas Putnam. And Hell yeah, dude! 
you know, he was like, I got to accuse people and take their land. Like OG real big dog shit. Tommy Putts. TP. Toilet Putnam. Old Toilet Putnam, brother. Yeah, um, no, I think that's why Among Us is popular. Is we don't get to flex these accusatory muscles anymore. Yeah. Honestly, such a smart play by the developers. Such a smart play. Such a smart play. It's really getting back to my primal roots. Such a smart play. Pointing at people and being like, you are slightly different. <laughs> think they're mystical. <laughs> Myst- mystical is maybe the best spin on this scenario. Mystical. Uh, despite the 17th century medical community's relative lack of scientific knowledge about communicable diseases or mental health, the burials were performed with a great de- degree of pragmatism to prevent the dead from rising from the grave. That's Abbott a fun said. word. Pragmatism. Pragmatism. Like pragmatics. Prag- a great word. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a solid uh, wordle. Big word. Uh, what isn't that too many? Couple extra letters. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? When I play wordle, I'll play eight letter wordle. Fuck. Holy. <laughs> play nine, ten letter. Holy, I dude. don't give a hoot. Dude, he'll take it up to twenty. He doesn't care. I don't care. Give me a sentence or a phrase. I'll do it. Do it. We'll wait. <laughs> I'm a wordle champ, baby. Uh, adieu. Coming back as a vampire was a fate worse than death. Accusations of vampirism were common across Europe at the time. Especially wait, who's in it worse for? The vampire? What? The coming back as a vampire you was a fate it's, worse it's than it's death? fate worse than death, but the vampire is yeah, saying killing for the individual, isn't it? Well, no, they, well, they were saying... Uh, if you're the person who becomes a vampire, it's worse than being dead because now you have to like walk the earth forever, constantly trying to get that blood. If that were true, couldn't they just stake themselves? I mean, I would assume that they don't have the, uh, you know, there's they're fully like you know what? this is like feral vamps. Yeah, I think we're on hashtag Team Feral Vamps. Okay, like some 28 days later type vampirism, not like, like spooky, like vampire. fancy vampires. Yeah, not not like Dracula, not like more like chandelier and candlestick vampires. No, like midnight in North Carolina. <laughs> That's a fate worse than that, dude. <laughs> anyway, uh, accusations of vampirism were common across Europe at the time, especially in what are now Serbia, Romania, Greece, and Italy. She said, "The church and other authorities were systematic in investigating and exhuming bodies and hunting for evidence of vampirism." Is that, which could is that a, based is this based on like racism or a different religion that they chose those regions? Who's they? The church. You mean the church? That they're like uh, I Romania. Think well, I mean, well, with like when they say like Italy, I'm like, that's probably just a, a like proximity type deal. Okay, they're not like, that, like hunting down like Serbs or like No, I don't well, maybe. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They were <laughs> like, like, hey, idiot at all it's interesting, didn't do his research. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't tell me. I don't fucking know. The Pope could have just been like throwing a dart at a map and been like, that's the place. We got to take that back. Um, so the church and other authorities were systematic in investigating and exhuming bodies and hunting for evidence of vampirism, which could include a lack of decomposition, red cheeks, blood in the mouth, or swollen corpses. I like blood uh, in the mouth. It's very obvious. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> which include big sharp fangs, cloaks. <laughs> Slick back black hair. Bunch of bats. A widow's peak. <laughs> <laughs> the noise blast uh, counting in, s- <laughs> in some respects these were very superstitious beliefs but the investigative methods were very scientific Abbott said oh I'm sure 
The myth of vampires has evolved over the centuries. Some historians trace their origins back to biblical references to Lilith, an apparently demonic wife of Adam who preyed on the weak and young. Oh, she's a boss uh, in Diablo. Oh, she. Oh, Lil. Oh my goodness, you're right. She is. Oh my god. I know her from that Diablo game. Hey, you're in that video game. You're famous. Um. Others cite the ancient Greek myth of Lamia, a bloodlusting demon who also fed off children. That's sick. The stories are common across the world, sliding on a scale between zombies and transformative bats. But they generally have some elements in common, experts say, such as an association with blood, feasting on the living, and being contagious. Vampires have long fascinated with modern imagination, from Bram Stoker's Dracula to the television hit Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the Twilight romance novels and movies, and the popular children's animation Hotel Transylvania. We are... This is bad podcasting, but I just looked up Lamia because I thought it was going to be some sick metal like demon shit. Yeah. And man, oh man, was I disappointed. Aw, what's wrong? <laughs> it's just like... Oh, it's like a cat. That's <laughs> a cat with a, with a, with a face. face. <laughs> uh, picture like a cat with scales and just a very like, like, bored, like... Very bored Someone face. not like, like me watching NASCAR. Yeah. Face. Shout out. <laughs> um, we are naturally drawn to dark stories, Briggs Miller told The Post, Who? explaining the century-old interest in vampires. For Abbott, our fascination has transformed over time. As we shift and change in our fierce change, vampires often come to embody different things, she said. Originally, originally linked to religion and fear, they are now given a, quote, more sympathetic treatment representing groups that have been oppressed, and we wish them happy endings rather than death. We like them. Wow, she this added. guy's gone soft on vampires, dude. <laughs> I have, has this person, or have we all? We need to get back a, to dude. The America I grew up get... in was <laughs> tough on vampires, dude. <laughs> I grew up. I didn't see a single vampire. <laughs> it's you know, it's the liberal media taking over the vampires. <sighs> big oh, sigh, good. big sigh out of <laughs> this guy. Dude, Big Sigh is my favorite mountain, bro. Dude, you climb Big Sigh? <laughs> yeah, I'll climb Big Sigh, then Big Sur. Um, they also like they also allow the living to ponder the perennial question of life after death, said Abbott, stoking a morbid curiosity that continues to draw in readers, historians, and the public, not just on Halloween. I'm drawn in, dude. Did you know that Halloween is the day with the most pizza sales? Are you serious? Yeah, I thought it was the Super Bowl, but that's second. I learned this on like Jeopardy last night. Wow, I would think it was like Father's Day. Or no, that was or... on the news before Jeopardy. Yeah, like I don't know. That's crazy yeah, it's Halloween. to me. Isn't that weird? I've never had pizza on Halloween. I don't think. No, me neither. It sounds sick. Although there's so many Halloween like parties that that makes sense. Pizza. Um, oh, speaking of, Halloween. I got to tell you about a, a, a Halloween themed thing that's happening in my town that you, I'm going to invite you to. Oh hell yeah, dude! Anyway, none of the listeners are invited. Just you. Good luck finding the town. (laughs) So um, the article continues. The European historian and professor, what was that? I'm just so happy that the article is continuing. (laughs) Okay, European historian and professor Martin Rady told the Post on Wednesday that, quote, there is nothing at all odd in this discovery. (laughs) The use of a sickle across the the neck was pretty tame, he added. This is not a vampire, but a revenant. (gasps) All cultural... All cultures have a belief in the undead, he explained, describing them generally as 
people that have led violent lives or died violently or have not been buried with the proper funeral rites. That's that's there's something kind of cool about that. That every culture Dude, the, was like has some form of yeah. undead. That they're like living dead people are spooky. Also, Dars, if I die, do not put a sickle in my box. If I'm coming back, I'm coming back, brother. Okay, listeners, you heard it. No sickle in Scones' box. None. And um, bury me in a mausoleum. Don't put me underground so I can bury just me in pop open and lay me down with a sickle. Go back neck. about my business. In some parts of Europe, bodies may be cut in two down the middle. Or the head sliced off, or a stake driven through the corpse to pin it down. He continued. Yeah, don't do any in of In Chinese accounts, <laughs> in Chinese accounts, one way to keep the corpse immobile is to bury it with rice. That's how to get the water out of it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the warranty's gone. <laughs> Since the undead like nothing better than to count rice grains. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's noted. That's that's yeah. That's that's a common. Everyone knows vampires are like, oh no. Why do you think? Think of everything you've ever seen Dracula in. He's just like there's, raising a bald fist and looking at like a Goya billboard. Yeah, there is never rice around because they wouldn't be able to film or like write right. around that because it's so well right. known and such a plot hole that he would just have to sit there <laughs> and count every single one Hours. of his rice. Yep. Similar accounts have been found in Europe with seeds being sprinkled inside graves for suspected vampires to count until the sun comes up. There is incidentally nothing odd in the revenant being a woman, Rady said of the Polish case. Quite why the locals feared the woman might become undead is unknown. Possibly something as simple as dying violently by falling off a cart. <laughs> That's the end of the article. <laughs> Wait, what? Yep. That's where it ends. So she the died end. falling off a cart? Or is he just like making No, he's stuff? saying like they could have put that there. They could have thought like she might become a vampire just because she had like a violent death. Like she fell off a cart. That's is there a joke <laughs> somewhere really... in the earlier in the article that I missed? Nope. No, 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 my dear boy. No call back to That's anything. Just... No, no, no. Although there are twelve comments on the article. Let's see. Are any of them about the cart? The cop. Wow. Uh <laughs> wow. Lots of racism. Ooh. Uh is the top one like Andrew Tate being like, yeah, they are vampires. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually Andrew underscore Tate <laughs> underscore really cool guy. Uh, one comment said, it worked, <laughs> which I like. Uh, another one says, it sucks to be a vampire. Very draining work. <laughs> That's just a classic, dude. Yeah, so there's some fun in the comments. But yeah, so that's the uh, that's the vampire that was dug up. And by vampire, we mean a woman who fell off a cart. <laughs> so, Dude, I need some Halloween it, pizza is all I know. Yeah, Halloween pizza pie is the new podcast we're recording. Oh, Thanksgiving um, Eve. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a big one, too. No one wants to cook Thanksgiving Eve, you know? I know Chinese food's big in on Christmas. Yeah. Pizza just didn't didn't get that market, though. Yeah. Papa John's was like, really dropped the ball. Yeah. Well, the you know, my family, we just do a big old <laughs> goose, like the biggest one on the window. Literally hey, the one bigger uh, than that kid. It's the giant inflatable goose on the yard, and you just cut it down. Yeah, it's wearing a it blue bonnet. Sheesh. Cover up, Mr. Goose. Um. So, yeah, that's the uh, that's the vampire. I didn't know about this whole sickle over the corpse thing, but that's pretty metal. Yeah, it's definitely um, like a 
they were in the village and someone was like, that's my sickle. Do we have to do this? And someone's like, do you want to fucking <laughs> take that chance, brother? <laughs> and he's like, like oh, hey, man. Uh, he's like, you're right. You're right. Yeah, right? Like some some farmer is pissed. They, they were totally thinking that they lived in a vampire-free society because so many vampires were popping up, getting their heads immediately cut off, and then back to dead. Yep. And turns and out... I can't prove them wrong. <clears throat> yeah, we... Ha- Listener, can you doubt it? Yeah, do it. But you know what you can do? You can follow us on Monday Morning Macabre uh, on Instagram, mmmacabrepod on Twitter, and MondayMorningMacabre.com for Patreon and merch and all that good stuff. Uh, tell a friend. Tell two friends. Tell three friends and then bury yourself with sickles. If you're a Patreon member, check out your bonus episode. Yeah, eat up that bony. <laughs> <laughs> that stromboni. <laughs> um, we hope you enjoy. And... uh. Hopefully my son's rash fades away and I can uh, get some sleep again. Yeah, shout out uh, Rashaway. Shout out Rashaway Beach. Rashaway, uh, Rashaway all. And besides that, guys, have a good Monday. Boy. Boy. <laughs>